Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? tuning in to the pre-show. Welcome to this episode of the JAEF podcast. I'm excited to um, be with you all today. This is part five of our 2023 roundup. Now, 
we've been in this short series now basically to close out the year i am just what i've been doing is uh giving us a perspective uh but also looking at the year and trying to capture some of what i believe are the uh, highlights or uh what have been kind of the things that have been highlighted to me uh, out of my own personal experiences uh some of these things that i believe um well most of these things that i believe we can carry into 2024 so that we can come out of 2024 uh feeling much more accomplished much more developed much more farther along with what god has placed in our lives with what god has uh put in our hands with 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 the purpose that god has called us to do with the destiny that god has put in our lives so i'm looking at 2023 i'm zooming out and saying what are some of the things that um have been brought to my attention by the holy spirit and the very first episode of this series was called pardon the silence reason for the silence and that was because for 6 months i was off air and one of the reasons which is what i dived into uh, are some of the things that were brought to my attention i was stopped in my tracks by the holy ghost by certain scriptures that just jumped off the page and arrested me and i did genuinely feel that in that moment i needed to first do some soul searching introspection self examination uh uh whatever you, you know if you want to term it like that and during that time of of silence of absence or hiatus i was studying not just my own life but i was studying the lives of people around me and studying the life of christians you know as a whole uh i, I was very quiet I spent a lot of time in introspection and really asking myself if truly the Bible is the book of life why haven't I personally tapped into certain dimensions of this life but why as Christians haven't we been able to birth the life that we see in the scriptures if truly this is the book of life if truly this is a book and i'm going to change that statement shortly here if truly the words in this book have been passed on to us by the true living god who is the creator of the heaven and the earth who has preeminence in all things if truly these oracles are ancient oracles from the beginning of time before the beginning of what we call time uh the scripture calls god uh the everlasting one prince of peace everlasting father talks about him being an eternal uh being not even being existence if you it's hard to even put him in words but it says the alpha and the omega the beginning ending but god exists outside time so i i was really in a place where my heart was a little bit burdened and 
some of the scriptures that really sent me on this rabbit trail were from, and I'm just going to um, kind of do a brief recap, and then we will segue into uh, the theme for today. But some of the scriptures where this rabbit hole started were from Romans chapter 15, verse 18. And I'll just quickly read that. In Romans chapter 15, verse 18, Paul said something that really just arrested me. In verse 17, he says, Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. Wow. What is his reason to glory? He says, For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders, to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to Illyricum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. So, Paul was saying, I cannot, it, it would be asinine, it would be hypocritical, it would be fraudulent, it would be, uh, it would not hold value, it would, it would be a lack of integrity if I went about preaching and telling these people about this gospel, and yet the power of God has not wrought through me uh, in word, in deed, in mighty signs and wonders. He says, because those things have happened, I have credibility to stand and speak to you. And I was like, wow, wow. So one of the things that I did also talk about was that um, as a snapshot of what I see with the body of Christ today is that there's a lot of content. Now, content is not bad in itself, but as you shall see from Joshua Chapter 1, verse 8, the scripture says, uh, let, me, let me read it in its entirety. But in Joshua chapter 1, verse uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, God talking to Joshua tells him that this book of the law shall not depart from your eyes. He says, shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate. In this book, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Now, other translations of that scripture say that, and then you will be able to deal wisely in the affairs of life. I think that's in the Muppets, uh, Muppets or Knox translation. But it says, yes, keep this book of the law on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you will take care to act according to everything written in it, that your undertakings will prosper and you will succeed. Um, that's another translation. I like this other one. Let me see which others I can read here. These are really good. So... This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read and meditate on it day and night, 
so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good and you will be successful. So a key word there is meditation. And meditation um, is basically this moment is, is like that door that we do enter with the spirit of God and we start to fellowship. And we, it is those moments. I, I did spend some time talking about, you know, giving examples of a husband and wife, you know, that they can do all the, they can have all the public experiences. You know, they can go on vacation. They can go to nice restaurants. They can go on outings. They can do all these things. But ultimately, there is a place where they have to close themselves in and have a certain type of intimacy of intercourse that births life, that produces life. There's a moment when they have to be shut out from the world, when it's just the two of them. And that is the same thing that John, this is the second scripture that arrested me, that was from 1 John, the apostle John, Saint John, and it reads, First uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. It says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which you have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. Since the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested to us. Then he says again, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the father and his son Jesus Christ, and these things we have, these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Okay, the word there, when he says truly our fellowship is with the Father and his son Jesus Christ, the word fellowship is koinonia. It means intimacy, but a type of intimacy that involves intercourse with the purpose of birthing life. So, meditation. Is think of meditation as that moment when you enter into a secret place with the Spirit of God, uh, through the Spirit of God to fellowship with the Father and His Son Jesus Christ. So many Christians today, which is brought to my own personal attention, was that we are just consumers. We're we're consuming content. We we consume. Uh, a video today, we're consuming another one in the evening, another one in the next two hours. So we never really stop to let those words go from, and these are the five dimensions uh, that I spoke about, I think maybe in the previous episode, the five dimensions leading up to ultimately uh, an intimacy of intercourse that birthes life, which is called eternal life. In the Hebrew, it's called high. In the Greek, it's called zoe. But if you're reading it in English, you will say life or eternal life. Now, when you are just a consumer, which is most of the world today, you ask yourself, the world today has a lot of information. But if you're to plot on a curve, the rate of change of a world today, not, not just the rate of change, the rate of impact of information to impact it is not exponential as it should be. It's almost its inverse. 
it is not a a positive uh, uh, incline. It, it is not a steep. It does not have a steep gradient. You know what I mean? We have a lot of information, but the rate at which this information is impacting our lives truly is very slow. Why? This is the same problem that we have with the oracles of God. Because in Acts chapter 17, it says, For in him we live and move and have our being. That, that is very powerful. And, and how does that translate to you and I's daily lives? Uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 17, verse 28. It says, um, I'll start from verse 26 because it's really beautiful. It says, And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. Wow. Why isn't he far from each one of us? Then he says, because for in him we live and move and have our being as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Okay, then it says, therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he is appointed the day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. Now, that's that's real interesting, but I, I, I will stop at that. It says, therefore, since we are the offspring of God, it says, in God we move, we live, and have our very being. For in him we live, we move, and have our being. However, we, going back to this whole point of we are consumers as a world, and we're also consumers uh, as spiritual being. We have not tapped into true fellowship with the Spirit of God. For instance, even in a natural sense, back in the day, you know, when we didn't have a lot of uh, storage space on cameras and phones and stuff like that, you only had these digital uh, these films. Uh, that you had to, 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 this film probably had like, I think 21 pictures, something like that. So if you bought a film, which is pretty expensive, it had 21 shots. So you were forced to, every picture meant the world to you. Meaning that if you took a picture, man, you really meditate, you really pondered upon this is the moment and you captured it because you did not have the ability to take a thousand pictures like you can today, you know? So we were forced to enter the rhythm of life because we could not just afford to take a hundred pictures because you had only one film and even a film was really expensive. 
And on top of buying a film, you had to go and wash those pictures and produce them. And so the cost of producing 21 photos was really high, that you were really forced to slow down and enter the rhythm of life. We don't have that today. We, we absolutely don't. We just consume, we consume, we consume, we consume. We consume things, we consume things. We don't have those moments of sitting down and let us truly bask in the moment and let that moment be captured and trapped in our hearts. We don't have that. So interestingly, if we treat the spirit world like that, truly we can never be birthed the life of God that is, that is, we have a seed of this life of God in us. It can never germinate because we're just consumers, even as believers, as followers of Christ. And the problem is that there are stages before conception, before birthing life. And the five stages that I, that I spoke about is when we encounter any experience, when we first encounter um, the Word of God, which is something that, while well, I'm already segueing into um, the theme of the day. So Jesus said this in John chapter 6, verse 63. You see, we, we have to now be meticulous. We have to we have to become more precise, even with spiritual realities. We don't realize that the spiritual world has structure. We, when we think of the spirit world, we think wind. We think in because it's not visible to our eyes, we just think there's no structure, there's no rules, there's no laws, there's no regulations in there. There's no principles of how the spirit world works, the spirit realm. So listen to this. Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63 to 64, he says, It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. And in verse 64, it says, but there are some of you who do not believe. Then it goes on to say, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. Okay, so that is actually the anchor scripture that I wanted us to, 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 to talk about, to shed light into how meticulous we should really start being and operating as we close out 2023 but now enter 2024 okay these are jesus's words you know when you're reading the bible the the words that jesus said he himself are, are putting uh, you know they are they are in red they're, they're in red so everything is said verbatim is in red they tried to capture most of it and, and it is in red so this is Jesus saying that the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and their life. But he says something interesting. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. He says, the flesh profits nothing. 
the words I speak to you are spirit and life. So when we read the Bible, many times we approach it as linear. We think about it linearly. We think about it, it's just text. And I, I think in the last episode, one of the things I'm saying was that one of the things the Lord brought to my attention was he was telling me it's time to change how I look at scripture. For us, we think these are just words. They're linear. We, we don't think that they have any design or structure to them. However, I want you to think about this. You see, we have the medium between, so, so many times when Jesus was talking in parables, Jesus will be walking around and then they'll ask him a story. And it was very interesting because Jesus knew that he, he tried as much as possible to explain heavenly concepts. He did not use heavenly lingo, but however, he was trying to paint pictures for us about heaven using earth realities, using earthly examples. So the challenge is the medium of translation for us to go from utterances in the spirit realm where there is life and the spirit realm give birth to the natural realm. But if we're interacting with the spirit realm, when, when the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, because the scripture says all scripture is God-breathed, meaning the Spirit of God uh, spoke through men, people think, no, God is the author of the Bible. It's just that um, he's the one, he's the author. But he, uh, there's about uh, 44 uh, different writers, but he's the author. He's the one speaking. He's the one inspiring these utterances um, if you go outside of the words that were exactly trapped or uttered by Jesus and trapped in, you know, utterances that were directly linked to him. So the challenge that we have is that we are trying to understand the workings of a realm, the spirit realm, that we cannot see with our eyes. And the best of our ability that we have is, is words, is the spirit realm, the workings of the spirit realm are being passed down to us through vocal utterances or uh, written utterances. But the problem is, you, you, you think about it this way. That is like, okay, picture an engineering structure, picture building. That building, that building, if you see it in the natural right in front of you, you're able to tell how high it is, you know, the, the dimensions of the structure, let's say a, a storied building, okay? However, it is hard 
to conceptualize that building that is already existing in physical matter if you are just to look at the plan. You know what I mean? Like the, the architectural plan. If you just have an architectural plan, it is very hard for you, no matter if that architectural plan has all has all the details, it shows you the 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 the, the, the door the door is here, it opens to the left. Uh this room is I don't know, 60 by a hundred, uh it is 10 feet high, uh, the flooring is this and this. All of that is in two dimension. The architectural plan is 2D. It, it is just two dimension. So it takes the empowering of the Holy Spirit. This is where the Spirit of God now comes into play. This is why atheists, they can read the Bible and not understand it. This is why if you don't believe in God, if you don't have the Spirit of God already in you, you cannot understand the spirit life or the spiritual structure behind these words. And many Christians, albeit have the Spirit of God, have not tapped into the dimension of fellowship that they need with these words as a spirit that we can be transformed because we are the offspring of God. So we are to basically be his replica. We're created in the image of God. So we may not be endowed with all the fullness of God in the sense of like his glory and his wonder, but we're created in his image, meaning we have some divine abilities with within us because that we are created in fact in psalms 82 it sounds like blasphemy but it says you are gods meaning you have been created in that same manner with such authority and power that's psalms 82 um because god god elohim gives birth to many elohims right it does not mean that you have they kept all the full dimension of God's capabilities, but he birthed God-like abilities through you. That's why man is so outstanding. The angels say in Psalms 8, I believe, what is man that thou art mindful of him? For you have created him a little lower than God. You know, so back to, back to this, um, illustration when you when you get a building plan it is in 2d two dimension it is linear so your brain it is hard for you to conceptualize and look at the flow at a building plan of 10 stories albeit all the details are on that plan to have it fully um pictured out in your mind. It is hard to go from 2D to 3D. Meanwhile, it is not hard to go from 3D to 2D. Depending on what context you want to use, but what I'm saying, if you're thinking, right, 
it is harder for you to go from 2D to 3D, right? To picture 3D when you're looking at a 2D plan, to put matter, material, size, and extrapolate the thing in your mind. So what I'm trying to say is that this is the issue that we have as believers, why there's a life force that hasn't yet been released through, released or realized in our own lives is because we're still consuming. We're still interacting with the Bible as just words. Meanwhile, Jesus is saying the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So, They are spirit and they are life. Now, when Jesus was talking about spiritual realities, many times he would use earthly examples because he wanted us to think that, oh, he, he wanted you to understand heavenly principles using already earthly uh, examples that are around you. So that you could you could use earthly examples to paint pictures and, and 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 enhance your understanding of what is really happening behind the spirit in these scriptures. So now, when you start to approach scripture, you should be and you should be taking on a different approach. And what do I mean by that? When you encounter scripture. I want to challenge you, I want to charge you, that you stop looking at scripture linearly. Hoping to do a series and show illustrations, but this is another thing that the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart a couple months ago during that six-month um, silence. He said, Calvin, he says, the Bible isn't written just how it reads, but how it works. Says the Bible wasn't written just how it reads, but actually how it works. So that is the mindset when now that I've been forcing my mind, I've been almost grading it, almost like, um, you know, uh, there's a word, you, you know, like, um, Let's say if you have a piece of, of um, yeah, let's say if you have clay and you've kind of molded it in a certain shape, but now you want to fashion it. Uh, there's a word I'm looking for that I've been kind of taking sandpaper, right? And, or I've been, I've been taking, I've been trying to remold my thinking to, to, to be spiritually minded. And that's why Romans chapter eight, eight says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I'll give you an, I'll give you an, an illustration that will paint this beautifully. Again, most Christians, and this is where I was, and I have totally uh, changed my approach is to go from a consumer into fellowship, into meditating, into pondering, into entering that that space, that that 
that room, that bed chamber where I'm locked out to the world and it's just me having intimacy of intercourse with the spirit of the father and his son. And, I, and I'm using those words because I want to force you. I, I, want to, I want you to start thinking in that manner. That, that's how I want you to start thinking because, again, the five dimensions of walking with God that I believe, you know, this is just rough way of putting it, but it it really paints it it really helps us understand when we first encounter scripture. To us, it's information. We think it's just like a recipe book, you know. In essence, not even a recipe book, because you know you can follow a recipe and you can come out with a cake, um, but. We think, for instance, it will be like just reading a newspaper, right? Just information. However, the Holy Spirit was showing me that that's not enough. There's a next stage, which is understanding. Hmm. Now, there's another stage when you go from information to understanding, you come to now revelation. Now, most of the body, well, a good part of the body of Christ is at revelation. And I was surprised when the Holy Spirit was telling me revelation, if you don't have intimacy of intercourse with revelation, you will not birth life. You see, so many Christians today, many, many men of God are, are, are teaching revelation. And we're stopping there. You see, for instance, I'll give, an, I'll give you an instance. Peter, Jesus asked Peter, who do, say, who do you, you know, who do men say? So who, Jesus asked his disciples in Matthew 16, who do you say that I am? Right? Let, let, let me just go there and show you something. And I want to show you the revelation is if you stop a revelation, you're still not going to birth the life of Christ in you. It will not be manifested. So Jesus asks Peter, Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. This is Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. It says, who do men say that I, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they say, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah and others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I say to you, that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should not tell, that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Okay, right there. You see something interesting. 
Um, Jesus said, upon, in verse 19, it says, well, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. So which means revelation does not come by flesh and blood. It comes by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So what's interesting, he goes on to say, and I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. So revelation is actually the foundation upon which we start to build. Revelation is not the church. Revelation is not the building. What revelation does for us, revelation points us in the direction that this is the way you should go. But revelation is just a foundation. After revelation, you start to build. So many Christians have lots of revelation, and, and I was convicted as well. But revelation, as Jesus says there, is a foundation. He says, upon this revelation, this rock, this revelation, I will build my church. Meaning revelation is just a foundation. You don't have the building yet. Honey, my brother, if we stop a revelation, we are never going to bath the life of Christ. We're never going to walk in the dimensions of eternal life, the zoe, the high that Jesus intended for us. Because revelation clearly is just a foundation. Okay, but once I have revelation, it means now I have the raw material. I can start building. And how do you build? Well, when you get at a moment of revelation, that word starts to speak to you. It starts to instruct you. Between revelation and eternal life, there's something called rema. Rema is now the direction. It's kind of like um, you have a foundation. So rema tells you, put the beam here, mix the concrete like this, uh, wait for two days for the concrete to dry up, now put the next uh, uh, let us put the next uh, a two by four on top here. Uh, put a little cement. Put these. Put that. That is Rema. Rema starts to instruct you into the the dimension that ultimately Jesus wants us to tap into, which is life. And. There's a, there's a series that I'm, that I'm working on that has just been mind-blowing in the book of John, the book of life, where everything, every utterance of Jesus, he's always pointing it towards life, 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 life. You know what I mean? So... One, this is a big problem. It was for me. Now, I've been delivered of it, hopefully, and I'm now running towards eternal life. But that's one of the things I want you to watch out for as we enter 2024. It is not the person who has the most revelation because if you just have revelation and all you're storing up is revelation and you're not allowing rhema, to take you from revelation to eternal life, then 
you're never going to birth life. Re Raymer is when that word that was revelation starts to speak to you. And that word, as it speaks to you, it, it basically starts to, um, it brings you into this room of fellowship, this room of intimacy by intercourse. And the more intimacy and intercourse you have with the spirit, then you are going to birth life. You are going to birth life. What kind of life? Eternal life, the life of God. So that is one of the things that I was checked on. And that is one of the things that I want us to be very careful about, very careful of as we round up 2023, moving into 2024, is we are to go from, first of all, having a, a mind shift to start to look at scripture not just how it was written but how it works and i will spend some time i'll look for some examples in a series that is coming up called how to read the bible the bible is written not just how it reads but how it works right and then we'll, i'll show you different passages where i'll show you characters who are moving uh entities that are moving in scripture for you you might read them as linear but these are actual personalities in the spirit and we shall start to see that this book indeed as jesus said the words that i speak to you are spirit and they are life so as an example as we segue into that um i will spend some time using some illustrations i will um give us a highlight using a certain passage of scripture that I believe I used in one of the one of the previous episodes, I think it was Psalms 91. I want to spend some time with you and start showing you, start helping you to change how your mind approaches scripture, how to start attaching structure to these words because they are spirit and they are life. And just because how, how as a believer, how as a follower of Christ, are, are you, can you take these words? How can you start to look at them and move from a two-dimensional understanding of these words to a spiritual dimension? I don't even want to say a, a three-dimensional because in the spirit realm, there's more dimensions. Our, our, our world in the natural sense has about has three to four dimensions you know time space and matter but in the spirit realm there's more dimensions uh that exist that we don't have in the natural realm but how can you take these words that are the architectural plan of the spirit realm and anytime you read them how can you see what is really happening behind the scenes because once we start to interact with the fellowship with the Spirit of God in such manner, I believe we're going to experience transformation in our lives. And we are going to be able to unlock the destiny that God has truly ordained for us before the foundation of the world. So, again, this was part five 
of our 2023 roundup. This is this was the JAEF podcast. Your host for today was Calvin Cabanda. Thanks for tuning in and see you on the next episode. And as I like to close, I like to leave you with this. Now to him who is able to establish you according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, but now made manifest and by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God for obedience to the faith, to God alone wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Thank you for tuning in and see you on the next one. Come my way, I know that the Father will save the day.